Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Today, we are joined by my good friend, special guest, Desarte Yarnway. And welcome back to the show, Desarte. What's up, man? Good to be back. Good to have you back, man. Desarte is one of my closest friends. We talk daily about ideas and bouncing strategies off of each other. And today, we just wanted to just get on the record and just kind of chop it up and talk about some things that we got going on right now. And yeah, man. So you guys are in for a treat. Is this going to be, you know, the Sarte and I rapping about what's going on in our life industry, what we think about the current state of the country, touch on a little bit of the coronavirus stuff, because that's been crazy right here recently in the last, I mean, I think we should just start right there. Seeing these uptick in the cases again, I'm like, wow, like really, this is, you know, hearing about the COVID parties, you hear about that? I haven't heard about that. What's that? So I heard that people are having like what they call a COVID party. And a COVID party is a place, a, a party where they go to try to get COVID. To get it. And then whoever, yeah, to get COVID and whoever gets it. That's happening? Yes. That's happening. This is a real thing. You can't make this up. So people are trying to get COVID, almost like a chicken box party with, you know, a little more severe consequences, a lot more severe. But why not what they want to do that? What's the rationale behind trying to get COVID? I don't know. The, the biggest increase that, from what I've heard, has been in young people, teenagers. Yeah. Young children still aren't getting it, but they've had a massive increase in teenagers. And I think that's just, you know, I mean, for whatever reason it is. But yeah, COVID parties are a thing, bro. That's crazy to think about, man, because in Jersey, where I am, we went through the worst of it early. I got to Jersey on March 19th, been here ever since. And literally there were cases into the 4,000s per day Mm -hmm. in the hundreds per day in deaths. You know what I mean? So I think that people within this region particularly New Jersey. I can't speak too much about New York, but New Jersey and New York, like they really understand the devastation behind COVID-19 and how serious it is, right? There was a point where like all parking lots were empty. People were walking on separate sides of the street. You know, you only went out to get food and groceries and it was just fear in the air. You know what I mean? So I think that, man, I don't know what COVID like is supposed to do, but I'm pretty sure that God is trying to get our attention, you know? about something. So it's definitely more serious than people are making it seem. I think that, you know, we need leaders to kind of step up, right? And take it seriously or else you will be, you know, have long and severe and deep repercussions. So that's how I feel about it, man. I've never even imagined this. I watched this movie on Netflix called Contagion. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Contagion was sort of like this, but they have an alien twist to it. But the scientist from Contagion was like, this is the worst thing that could happen to the universe. That's how we created this movie, right? So it's literally once in a lifetime type of thing mm-hmm. that we're living through right now. And I just pray that, you know, we can all get through it. Now in the same breath, this stillness from COVID has, it's kind of not the popular thing to say, but it's been beneficial for me and beneficial for you. Just being able to be still, right? Being able to be introspective about what you've been doing as it pertains to your career, your family, your personal finances. And I think that because of this, I've had some wins, right? To be able to look at myself objectively without distractions to say like, yo, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? What are you actually doing? You said that you're going to do this at the top of the year. You said that you had all these grandiose plans. 
you said that you were going to be making moves. Like, what are you doing? I think that for the people who are disciplined and serious, like they've used a ton to their advantage. What did you say, so? Absolutely. I think as you look at it, it has been a blessing for many people, especially if you haven't caught COVID or if you've had COVID and it wasn't very severe. But I think yeah. everybody had a chance to pause and kind of take a step back and do mm-hmm. a personal inventory. I know for us personally, it's been phenomenal to be able to have the kids here, to be able to spend this time with my wife and really just kind of work on things that we needed to work on. Just working on communication, working on tightening up the budget. And it's been having more conversations with my kids. This last week, my daughter told me that she wanted to start a new business. She had Triple M Cosmetics because her name is Mia Miles Mattingly. And so she wanted to start with a lip gloss. So I was like, okay, okay, I see you. So what's going on? Talk to me about it. So she talked through the lip gloss and then she had developed an entire brand. Bro, I'm talking about an entire brand. So from lip gloss to body shimmer to eyelashes, oil, she had done all this stuff. And normally, I don't know if we'd have the time to be able to sit down and go through the business plan. She got the numbers. This is how much the supplies are going to cost me. This is how much it's going to cost me to make what I'm going to make. And this should be my profit margin. I mean, this is a 13-year-old girl that's talking like this. And I think, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to see the inner entrepreneur come out of her. So we've been spending a lot of time at home, haven't been able to get out much, but I'm okay with that because I think we spend a lot of time doing other stuff. So like you said, I think it's been definitely a blessing. Yeah, man. I think that those are all wins. And as I'm sitting back looking at the time that I've taken to like during this thing, I've done a lot. You know what I mean? I've been able to really deepen my relationships, my significant other. I've been able to like revamp the website for Bergnell. We both are working Mm -hmm. on that. We've had some success in the financial advising community, Mm -hmm. right? Top Young Eight Advisors to Watch from Financial Advisor Magazine, 40 Under 40 that I just was selected to, right? Mm -hmm. We've been able to do some really dope podcasts. And I'm like writing all the time. Like I've been taking time to Mm -hmm. write. I love to write, but you know, when you're distracted, it's like, I have other things I could be doing right now, right? And being yeah. within this space and again, being still, it's like, hey, you have the time. There's no excuse. So I've been writing blogs, one of the most popular ones, it could have been me, that came out of time of mm-hmm. those consecutive murders of Black lives, right? That was like super, I guess, controversial, quote unquote. So just being yeah. able to do a lot and really amplify my voice and the voice of others has been big. Speaking of the success that we need to talk series, which came out of a conversation that we had. I don't even know if people know that. It was just me and you talking like normal, like this. And then I said, man, we need to talk about this. And he was like, name it that. And that's the next thing you know, that series really blew up. And all the people that participated in it, it was just a sight to behold, to be able to watch how everything unfolded. And the attention and the recognition that we received after that, which was, I think, well-deserved. I think that we had kind of stepped out on a limb and did something that we normally didn't do and talked about stuff that we normally didn't talk about on the show. And I think that's part of what this time alone or this time away from the hustle and bustle of what would normally go on would give us that extra time to really think and dig deep about how things are going. One thing I wanted to bring up was, bro, you're like 29 years old, not like 29 years old. You're 29 years old. You've written three books, graduated from Cal, which is which is phenomenal in itself, managed to play some football while you was there. You know, you win the award top eight young advisors to watch from Financial Advising Magazine. Number one in nominations, by the way. A lot of people might not know that, but you're number one nominee. Yeah, I asked about it. Oh, yeah. And because I wanted to be able to share something like that with you. So you're number one in nominations. Then you go 40 under 40. 
at 29. You write this blog. We're on the podcast. We dropped a merchandise store for Onward. You know, we can't even forget about that. So we dropped the merchandise store. And now, you know, you've done some great things. How do you continue to perform at that level? You know, like at this level that you're at right now. And that's the thing. I feel like we were talking about this the other day, right? Mm -hmm. And I came to you, I was vulnerable. Like, bro, I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous because when I write something and it's well-received, I want that same thing to happen again. I want to duplicate that feeling. I want to duplicate that voice. I want to duplicate that. And it's hard. You know what I mean? If you take, it could have been me. That was a real life experience that happened to me, right? There's no way that I can fake that or like, you know, write that, you know what I mean? And make it up out of thin air. This is a real life thing that happened to me. And I see that bleed over from my pen board in this case onto the page. You know what I mean? So the feelings of success to me in some ways feel like a little bit of pressure, but I don't think it has to feel like that. You know what I mean? Give you an example. I was preparing for a client meeting that I actually have today with an individual and, you know, this individual's higher net worth, right? super knowledgeable about what we do, chose to work with me, right? So I'm thinking to myself, like, I need to do all of these different things because they came because of this reason. And, you know, I need to be different. I need to be a different advisor. I need to be a different person to kind of impress this person, right? And then I have to check myself and say, like, you don't have to do anything different. What you did to get here will keep you here. Now, you can do some things to make you more efficient, right? To make your process smoother logistically, but you don't have to change who you are, what you've been doing, right? So I think with saying all of those, I mean, the success is good. I don't think any bigger of myself due to some of the things that, you know, naturally have come to me, right? Like the podcast is natural for you, right? Writing is something that I've always done. I've been writing letters to my mom since I was a kid. But in the same breath, I feel like, yo, success does carry some pressure. I think you're absolutely right. It does carry that pressure. It does. Like, I remember after we done the We Need to Talk, like after we did that first episode, personally, like the downloads has shot up like never before. So... Then we have the second one come out and, you know, I don't know how it's going to be received. I just know that it's something that needs to be said. And then we had the last one that came out and I'd learned, once again, I don't know how it's going to be received, but I just know it needed to be said. And so what I've kind of done for myself is just said, you know what, this is my creative process. This is how I do things. And I just want to be able to stay true to that process, true to who I am and continue to put out the content that comes from my heart. I really feel like, you know, you do the same thing. You know, we talked about it, not doing it for the response, because that's not why we right. never did it that way. We just did it because it needed to be said or it needed to be written or it needed to be recorded, whatever you want to call yep. it. And I think we can speak to a lot of people that are out there that have achieved some measure of success, whether it was, you know, hitting your goals. You know, maybe you had some annual goals and you hit those goals in six months. Now what? You know, maybe you had some aspirations to do something else and you've done all the things that you wanted to do. And I say, you know, just resetting, reframing and continuing to push forward with those goals is going to be so critically important for not only us, but other people that have, you know, achieved any measure of success in comparison to the goals that they set for themselves. Very careful about how I say that any measure of success in measure to the goals that they have set for themselves, because that's where it really, you know, in my opinion, I think that's where it really, really happened my perspective about it all, right? So I'll say to myself and I'll journal about this, I'll write about this, and I'll say that success leaves fingerprints. If you go back to that Onward to Greatness blog, those are one of the bullet points, right? So pretty much what I'm saying in that is that success isn't a destination, it's the journey, right? But along that journey, success will show you that you're moving in the right direction, right? So when you think about the podcast, when you think about the Onward Merch, when you think about these things, 
These are mile markers on the journey, just telling you that you're going in the right direction. You're going the right way, right? Because in reverse, what will happen is that it'll tell you that you're going the wrong way. Like you shouldn't be doing this or it's too soon. Be patient. Give it some time. You know what I mean? I think that the way that I kind of calm myself down is that when you get these responses, when you see the growth, right? These are mile markers saying, hey, you're doing the right thing. Continue to do those things. Double down on that action. Double down on speaking in this way. Double down on writing in this kind of fluidity. Like when you feel it, don't think it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Write it and put it out there and see what it does for you, right? So for me, I just look at these as fingerprints of success that are being left on the path for me. I like that. I like that. And I think as we do this longer, as we are in the industry longer, as we continue to develop new ideas and thoughts as entrepreneurs, I call myself a financial advisor, but I really feel like more of an entrepreneur in the fact that you know, we're trying to open up multiple lines of business. We're trying to find different ways to help people more efficiently that also, you know, could possibly be another line of business and kind of taking the limitations off of yourself to really just think about stuff. And one of the things, you know, the relationships that we've been able to build, you know, Jason Wank has really been there for us throughout this time. After we did our show and even before then, he reached out to us and he had me do this worksheet. And it really talked about, you know, designing your ideal life and designing, what does that look like? What time are you getting up? Like down to the granular details, where are you staying? Where are you living at? And so I got my wife involved in this. I have really never just kind of let my mind go. Now I had, you know, those old lottery dreams, right? Man, if I win the lottery, which I never play, but if I win the lottery, man, I would do X, Y, and Z. And that was the only time that I'd ever dreamed. And I think through all of this experience and being able to be proximate to some people that have been very successful in my eyes, it just really gives you insight into what it would be like to be successful and how would you conduct yourself after you receive or achieve the level of success of some of the people that you may admire in the business. And that's the key right there. So I've been trying to unbound my mind. like, And that's a hard concept for us as humans, mm-hmm. right? But I really believe that we're supposed to experience the biggest success that we can. There's no greed in that, especially if you're serving others. I think that that's the point. So I'm trying to think as big as possible. Sometimes I like get mad at myself for thinking too small. Like that's almost too easy, right? I once read a quote and I don't know who the guy is, but it was like the path that is clear is just like the path not to go. You know what I mean? Because to a lesser destination basically is what it was Mm -hmm. saying, right? And I think that sometimes coming from where we come from or seeing people and how they operate, you sometimes can be wooed into going that way. And you tell me all the time, like, bro, double down on your clothing line, right? You've seen success with that. Why don't you just put your energy there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Easier to go left, right? It's easier to say, hey, I can calculate where this is going to take me versus taking yep. this risk. So I think that you said you hit it on the nose. People mm-hmm. like Jason, people that are front runners, people that are doing the things that we want to do, right? Really show us that it could be possible. Yeah. And, you know, teaming up with those people, talking to him, walking through some of the things, asking questions like we try to have a call with him pretty frequently, at least every other week or shoot a text or, you know, him and then other people that are in the industry that I look up to as well. You know, and I think just having those relationships, man, has meant so much to me. Like when you're trying to find someone for the show or when you're trying to just ask someone a question or just listen to someone, it's always good to be able to see these other creators in the industry. You know what, man? I'll say this. Being engaged in Twitter for me, 
because you've been on me about Twitter for a long time. You've been on me from Twitter, but man, you need to, you know, come on, man. You need, I was like, man, I'm not really feeling Twitter. But over the last six months, I would say Twitter has been, the FinTwit community is next level in support, man. We have some incredible people in the FinTwit community. And I recommend it to everybody, like just to sit there and listen. I mean, we had Phil Perlman on a couple of weeks ago, and that was from just running into him on FinTwit, seeing what he was doing and the Prime Cuts newsletter, which if you haven't heard that, you need, or if you haven't read that, you need to go and check that Prime Cuts out. But I mean, you know, stuff like that. And then the news, you know, like I had never been interviewed by a reporter before. You know what I mean? Like that's nothing that ever happened to me before. And that's been crazy. Like to, you know, have all these reporters actually reach out to us to talk about what we're going on, what we're doing. And right now, there's some things going on in the city because it was like, you know, after all this stuff goes on with George Floyd and social justice and trying to create reform, like what happens now? Like sports are going to start back up. We know baseball's back on this week. We know basketball is going to come back in a couple of days. And then, you know, they're still working out on football. But when that goes back on, that's going to turn the volume up on everything else, especially something that people need to, you know, people want to see. I love football just as much as anybody else. I love sports. So how do we continue to make this an important thing? even after we start to see some other distractions. Yeah, I think that it's continuing to do the work that we've discovered in quarantine. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. this is the work that we should have been doing before, but we were too distracted to see it. So mm-hmm. the habits that you forge, right? The skills that you might have gained, right? All of these things need to carry over into when life gets back to what we know as a little more normal. You get what I'm saying? So I don't plan on letting up. I'm going to continue to write that blog. I'm going to continue to amplify my voice and the positive voices of others. I'm going to continue to seek out smart partnerships. I'm going to continue to be innovative, right? Because I've seen that that is what we need as a people. You know what I mean? As an industry, right? That's what I need as a creative, as an entrepreneur, right? To make this thing even more fulfilling than I thought it you know, could be. So I think that's where we start, man. We got to continue to do the things that we do that give us that feeling of serving leadership and pour into others. So what do you think? Yeah, I think the same thing, man. I think just, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing, you know, easier said than done. And I'm not trying to just rattle off some random cliches, but I'm saying keeping the main thing, the people, if we're really here to serve the people, then we need to make sure that we are doing that every turn, serving people, making sure that we're getting out content. That's how we serve. Yeah. Getting content out into people's earbuds, eyeballs, into their heart, connecting with them, whether they're advisors, whether they're clients, whether they're people that are just going to be fringe people that are going to hear our message and encourage them. Like, I can't say it enough. Like, I get a major amount of encouragement from you seeing everything that you do. And then it's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. We got to do this together. So as you talked about it, you were saying something about innovation, being innovative. Are you working on any innovative things that you want to share with the peeps right now? So... This is how I look at my creative process mm-hmm. in terms of Burknell Financial. Mm-hmm. Burknell is the hub, right? It's the middle, it's the center of my thought process. And then from that, I have spokes on the wheel that bring the end user, mm-hmm. the client, the person that wants to learn for themselves back to Burknell. So Burknell Financial Group was the first thing. Then I started writing blogs, right? To kind of get this information out. From the blog, you got the books, Dating Benji, Young Money. Then you had uh, Pay Me in Equity, right? From all of that, you had the Young Money podcast that came out, right? Uh-huh. Then we had Onward Merch, right? Uh-huh. Stuff is an extension uh-huh. of who I am, right? That you can thread back to Berkman Financial Group. So I think that's a lot. When I list it like that, I don't even realize how uh-huh. much went into creating those things. But I have a couple of things that I'm thinking about that can provide access not only for 
people, but on the advisor side too. Like, how can we, and we talk about this and doing this together, right? So it's like, how can we duplicate ourselves and give people the resources that they need, right? To go out and fight that battle, go out and march onward and take their little community to the next level. Cause I believe that's what we're doing. I hate calling my clients clients. It's like yeah. our community. I want you to have ownership of that, right? I and mean, I think that I'm starting to do that with the Birkenau Town Hall and saying like, hey, I invite you guys, you invite whoever you want because you own a part of this community as well. So that's been the latest bit of innovation for me and in saying like, if I am what I say I am, I need to give that ownership to the community members too, right? So yeah, Birkenau Town Hall is going to be the thing that we focus on as a community for the rest of the year. I think partnerships and smart alignments are going to be key for the next two quarters. And then our little project that we have working on, I think, should and needs to be in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we 100 percent agree. Five thousand percent agree. We got to do like continue and do that. I love the, the town hall idea. That was another idea that popped up from our conversations. So, yeah, the town hall is looks like it's going down. The Onward merch, man, yep. that just came out of, we talked one day and you already had that kind of brewing, man. And, and so the Onward merch is popping, bro. What's going on with the Onward merch? Onward merch, man. I've been saying, people don't know the story, the background. I had three surgeries playing college football. So the first one, I tore a ligament in my foot. I had that done in 2009. The second one, late 2010, maybe, tore my ACL. Came back 2011 or 12, tore my meniscus, Right. So in 2009, I'm on a bus going to, we're, we're in fall camp or something. Weeks before our first game, I was going to play as a true freshman. I was on Facebook at the time. And I'm just thinking and reflecting like, God wouldn't bring me this far just to bring me this far. You know what I mean? So regardless of the hurdle in front of me, regardless of the challenge, uh-huh. right? I'm going to continue to press on onward to greatness. Uh-huh. So I posted that on Facebook in 2009 saying onward to greatness. And since then, it's just been like this war chance to say, hey, whatever the goal is, I want to realize I'm moving towards that goal. You can try to stop me. You can try uh-huh. to put it in front of me. You can try to, yep. like, try. It's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Try me. It's not going to happen. I'm going to continue to march onward to greatness. And uh-huh. I think that my clientele, my friends like you, the people that are a part of my ecosystem and community, they have aspects of that within themselves, you know? So again, I want everything that I produce and put out in the world to be an extension of me and onward merch yep. is saying that like, hey, I'll give one of these shirts to my clients because I know that you're going onward to something that's important to you, whether that's sending your kids to school mm-hmm. or, you know, buying your first house or getting married. This is something that you're passionate about and you want to be excellent at. So onward merch is just a visual representation of that belief. And I think that mm-hmm. through my time on Fenceway and through you know, being a part of this financial Twitter community, they've seen that as well, right? And they also are buying into that way of thinking. So Onward Merch is just, you know, our war chant. Let's get it. Let's do it to the best of our ability and let's bring people on. Love it, bro. Because that's what it's really about. I think you use the word or the phrase, I'm trying to build an ecosystem. And right now you have a Brooknell ecosystem and Onward Merch is a part of that. You know, we talked about this, about me doing a clothing line, about doing some merch and stuff. So we started that. We're still working on the stores. We should have a store out this week. By the time this episode comes out, the store will be up and running. But the Minority Money merch, which we had talked about this before and want to do it. I just didn't know how to do it. Matter of fact, I think I mentioned that to you when I talked to George Ashton and said, hey, George, you know, because he has his brand, you know, Melanin Money. And we had talked to him. I had talked to him a little while back. And then me and you had rapped about it. 
I think it's yeah. a part of building that ecosystem. You know, when I heard you say that the first time, I was like, ecosystem. And I was like, well, the ecosystem and the environment, that's how all these things work together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so being able to see you develop that and build it and say, man, okay, I think he's on to something. And so then just working together and being able to talk through that. And the biggest thing is finding people that you're not trying to, like, I never look at you as competition. Like, I always look at you as my brother, as someone that we can do the same thing. I mean, even down to the brand, like even down to what we've been doing with our firms and all that stuff. And man, I'm pumped about that. So thank you for blazing that trail on the merch, you know what I mean? And we about to, you know, about to have some merch coming out too. I think that's important that competition, like Mm -hmm. we're not playing basketball, you know what I mean? It's not competitive yeah. athletics yeah. where there's a winner there's a loser in the four quarters. So what I always say is mm-hmm. collaboration over competition. That's how you win. And that's the stance that I take. If anybody calls me, I'm going to give them what I know. Yep. I know this to be true because this is what I went to. It might not be this for you, but I can only tell you what I know from my experience. Or this is what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Doing. I have no shame in that. And I think that the reason why we vibe and we mess so well is because mm-hmm. we genuinely believe that to be true. No doubt about it. We're yes. not going to collaborate over being quote-unquote competitors. Number one, and I am equally as joyed to see you succeed as if it was me. And I think that's just lost in the world right now. You know what I mean? I want you to succeed. If you're succeeding, that means that I can come through that same door or, you know, there's hope, there's possibility. Yeah. And what does Tyrone always say? Like, you have to see it before you can be it. So doing it and being it allows me the belief that I can, too, be that thing. So it's never about competition. Mm-hmm. I would want to collaborate with you, you know, over anything. And it's been some situations in Fenway where, you know, people have, I don't know, we've had this conversation. I won't say any names, yeah. but I'll call them like, hey, what's wrong? I respect you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I respect you. So let's talk about it. And we've cleared the air. So I'm always going to collaborate with you, bro. And I hope that, you know, at the end of this, if whoever's listening can take on that belief as well. Because there's so much to be gained if we join hands and work together as a village or community versus at each other on the other side. Like, hey, I'm trying to beat him or beat her at this thing. Yeah, man. I think that the way I live that or try to preach that is just the only person I'm in competition with is myself. Like, I want to be better, the best version of myself every day. And that's the kind of stuff that I say to my kids. That's the kind of stuff that I tell, you know, my wife that I'm just competing with me. And if I can be the best version of myself today, tomorrow, the next day, and for the rest of my life, every day, getting, you know, incrementally increased in the values that I see that are important for me developing, how can you go wrong with that? Right. Being able to share ideas with people that you respect and people that you admire, people that you think are going to encourage you. Like, I see you drop the merch. I'm like, man, I need to do that same thing. You know what I mean? Like, just like when uh, when we talked about the website, I was like, man, I'm getting ready to get my website done. And he was like, man, I need to get mine done too. I said, well, let's do it here. This is the lady I'm working with. And she took care of us, you know? And then, you know, just everything. I think being able to have that, like you posted it on Twitter one time. You said me and Emily bouncing ideas off of each other. It was like Spider-Man, you know, two Spider-Man, which really, really <laughs> hit me because, you know, I think, you know, you're almost like a superhero. You put on your financial advisor cap and we save families. Like literally we go out there and we change what's going on in that family's wealth. Like the amount of impact we have when we're working with people is really just sometimes it's surreal, you know, like to be able to have someone come to you and be like, man, you know, you really explain that. Like I was talking to a client yesterday and they told me, they said, you know what, Emlyn, you have this ability to make us feel comfortable and not feel dumb asking you questions that may be perceived as dumb. And you have an incredible ability to do that. And I was like, you know what? It's because I really want to help you. Like, 
I'm not here to point my finger at you or say you did something wrong or do any of that. So that's not what it's about for me. It's about, and this is someone that is not a financial planning client. They just came on as an investment client. And we were able to put some things together for them and make their financial situation easier for them to navigate. And that is why I do what I do. And so that's why the ecosystem has to be developed because not everybody's going to be at that place where they want to become a client, but maybe they listen to minority money. Maybe they catch the newsletter. Maybe they see something on the merch. Maybe they see, you know, me on some other podcast or working with some other advisor or just, you know, something we said on Twitter, but being able to have all these touch points for people that need to see us being successful. And yeah, I mean, that's what's on my heart, man. That's just really what I feel. I feel like you said something that really stood out to me. You said like, the only competition I have is myself, Mm -hmm. right? And I'm trying to be a better version of Mm -hmm. myself every day. You'll find that by doing that thing, you are going to set the bar high. You know what I mean? And that's crazy to think about, right? Like if you're really going onward to greatness, you're not looking at somebody else to be the bar. Like Mm -hmm. you're the bar and you continue to push that bar higher and you get like, you almost become, you're in disbelief about what you were able to accomplish. So like I said, success leaves fingerprints. Like continue to set your bar high. And when you look back, you'll see that you not only trailblazed, but you've created a legacy for yourself and your family. So, I mean, we're on the right track, bro. I think that this thing is not even, you know, at the tipping point. We're not even at the tip of the iceberg, really, in terms of the impact that we can have and the lives that we can create, not only for our personal, our, our immediate families, but like for other families as well. Absolutely. I think this is good, man. And I wanted to just have a conversation with you because I think there's so many gems that we have. This is daily. Like, this is daily. We've talked about, Sarge and I have talked about doing a podcast together. Like having a show, yeah. we talked about possibly doing that. What was the name of it? Red Cup, Red Finance, Cup Finance, where we... What now is a good name? Yeah, we're coming up with something. But I think if that's something that you guys want to see, more of the Sars and I together on wax, <laughs> recording, just keeping it real, raw, uncut, I think Red Cup Finances or What Now would be a great show. But we want to hear from you guys. You know, this is just us talking, sharing our thoughts today. If you guys think this is something that would interest you seeing a collaboration, not so much of the young money and the host of young money and the host of minority money coming together and putting something out for you guys where we have a little more, you know, maybe we step off of the finance top sometimes and we talk about a few other things, but obviously we're going to have some financial gems in there for you because this is what we do. So any last thoughts, you know, something on your mind that you want to share with people, anything that you got? You know, I'm really thinking like, Let's go after mm-hmm. 2020, the most like aggression. And, like, let's go at it. Like, you know what I mean? I think that we're in a place right now where you can have anything that you put your mind to. Good health, wealth, stability, peace of mm-hmm. mind. You know what I mean? And Corona is happening. And my heart goes out to everybody that's been affected by it. You know, some of my clients have been affected by it. In the same breath, if you have, God has given mm-hmm. you breath to breathe the mobility to move yourself around, the power to think. You know what I mean? Let's do this. You know what I mean? Uh Let's get after it. That's really like the energy that I'm on from now, like 2020 Uh and beyond. Like, let's not waste any time. Let's not waste any seconds on the clock. Let's shoot every shot that we possibly can that aligns with our mission. And I think that's the beauty of the conversation that you and I have because Uh we're at the free throw line. We're at the free throw line, letting them go. Hey, Eminem, what do you think about this? Hey, just say, like, what do you think about this? And then I'm mm-hmm. about to start this clothing line yeah. or just have a website. Mm-hmm. Let's revamp it, right? Let's do shots. And if we can do that in, 
if we can all get in the gym and do it together, imagine like how much yeah. we can score. Imagine how much impact we can have. Imagine what we can do to communities. So that's just what's on my heart from this conversation to say like, man, let's go. Onward to greatness. That's what's it's up. It's taking. That's what's it's up. It's not for fame. It's not for money. It's just because we can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can do it. We can change lives, bro. We can change lives. We can help families. We can be excellent. So why not? No doubt about it. And I love it, man. Onward to greatness. Let's step into the promises that we had. I always think about this. You know, I get uh, trying to get preachy, you know what I mean? But uh, think about as we step into this, you know, I'm going to go ahead and use some Bible scripture. You know, my grandmother would love this if she could hear this. But so when you think about the generation, so you had Moses, right? And we know the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And when they got to the land, it came to the land that was overflowing with milk and honey. There was a lot of obstacles. There, there was giants there. They were worried about it. You know, the first spies went over the wall. The first spies went to go check it out. And I liken us to Joshua and Caleb because they were the only two that looked at what was going on and said, hey, we can win this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else was dismayed. Everybody else was worried. Everybody else was weary and well-doing. And Joshua and Caleb came back to Moses and said, hey, this is a land that's ripe for the tanking. Have you seen the size of the fruit that's over there? And people were like, what about the people that are occupying the land? He said, I'm not worried about the people that are occupying the land. This is what we need to do. I see opportunity. And so for you to be able to look at 2020 and say, we have opportunity here. I think that's that Joshua and Caleb type stuff where they just looked at it and said, all we need to do is get over there and we'll make it happen. And with that, we're going to get over there, you know, and finish up 2020, get to the land of Canaan where it flows with milk and honey. And I think this is the track that we're on. Man, thanks for coming on today. I know we're going to have you back again. You know, we'll have you back again. We'll have you black again. We'll have you all that again. You know what I'm saying? Back in <laughs> black. But yeah, man, this is it. This is just the Sarcha and Emily chopping it up. And thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to hear more of this, please leave us a review. Put something on Apple Podcasts. Do something. Shoot us an email. You know, let us know how you guys feel about this. And if you want more stuff like this, because we're really trying to develop something and put out content on a regular basis that is impactful, encouraging, and informational. So this is the Sartan Imlin signing off on the Minority Money Podcast. Until next time, we're changing the complexion of wealth. Peace. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA Or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here. And until next time.